0: Welcome into Kentucky Thrones Radio. I'm your co-host Nick Roush, along with TJ Walker, here to talk a little Game of Thrones. TJ, it's it's hard to believe, but we are ten days away from the season eight premiere. Can you believe it?
1: I cannot believe it. Uh, and, and honestly, it's gonna feel surreal with how long we've been waiting. Oh, no. When that Sunday comes on, the lights go dim. You get your little HBO thing. It makes the little HBO noise. <laughs> and then you get like... Ooh,
0: I, what, if they, what if they give us a cold open instead of the... I feel like the cold opens are better if they catch you off guard.
1: So what they what, what have they done? About two or three cold opens?
0: Yeah, you had the Prophecy one that the, opened a season.
1: At the phrase with Arya. Yeah. That was a cold open. I don't know.
0: And then the the Pilot, right? Wasn't the Pilot, the pilot a cold? Pilot, I think, one? was a cold open as well. So there like, maybe was a few more. Um, so a, hand, a handful at best. I'd, I'd prefer it if we went straight into the music, though. I
1: don't, like, I don't like cold open.
0: Only every— I feel like I'm
1: not supposed to be watching. It always yeah. takes me about like 15 to 20 seconds because I'm a dum-dum to realize, like, oh, whoa, whoa, Peyton. This is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't the recap. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. going. I, usually I get like a time to get my, my bearing straight during the intro, and then once I know that's Kinda over— Kind of remember it's, where everybody yeah, is. It's, and, it's, yeah. it's go time. Did you see like the leaked intro— and it was all this ice coming down on Winterfell or something. I don't. I don't know if it was real or not. You didn't see it on Twitter. I did
0: not. Because usually when things say leaked, I try to like. Eh, I don't want to know. I've waited this long. Like I can wait ten more days. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm also contemplating like uh, whether or not I will be watching it with you, or if I'm going to do my usual Game of Thrones tradition. You know, because you know you get into a nice comfort zone, and I don't know if. I don't know if I can handle an unfamiliar territory. I hear you. So I don't know. It'll be it'll be a game time decision. But I'll definitely be over here for the uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tomfoolery beforehand.
1: Yeah. Well, good. I'm 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 happy. We uh, we're gonna make it a fun little day.
0: Yeah. So since the last time we talked to you, uh, there was some basketball going on that kept us a little bit busy. But uh, they had a Too a soon. a teaser trailer that came out that um, it pretty much told us. That everybody's dead. They're all dead.
1: Well, that or they left behind their favorite belongings.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean Jamie's not going anywhere without his hand, right? It is
1: funny how attached we have gotten to their items. It's almost like a video it's almost video game esque. Like Donkey con, Kong with his barrels.
0: Yeah. It's or um the uh what, you, what do you call it? The uh it's like uh your weapons on like a RPG game. I never got into those, but you know you got your
1: yeah, your sword of the morning. Or, I know. guess that's kind of like a, a TV thing. We we seem to fall in love with items and weapons as much as we do the the characters. Uh, the Walking Dead, that little bat, uh, Negan's bat is like super super famous. That's but probably
0: the only thing I know about that show.
1: Yeah, you don't need to know much more.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ooh, what if? Uh, all the white walkers went and it's actually just turns into
1: a walking dead sequel. <laughs> and the next thing we hear, car-l! <laughs> car-l! which brings me to my next point. I'm going to miss the basketball season. Cause now I can't go tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh,
0: so that was what it, the ref- reference was to. Yeah. I just like saying
1: tomorrow. Well, it's fun to say anyways, but yeah, I was always going with the, the walking dead Carl, which just still haunts me clearly.
0: It's pretty great that even, like, I love getting Game of Thrones targeted ads. Like, if you're going to target me with ads, give me the goods.
1: I like that some of our favorite uh, Kentucky apparel websites mm-hmm. Ooh, they're are starting to it. get into yeah. some Game of Thrones t-shirts. I'm going to need to get mine before the big premiere. Free I, little plug for the, well, we didn't name them, I guess. Yeah, we didn't
0: name them. But there's one in particular that I was like, hey, honey, look how great this is. Like, hint, hint, wink, wink. But like, And then I told
1: you, no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but we got the teaser. And I, is it safe to say, like, my – I don't read in, in, in anything into that other than that's almost like the first one they gave us where they're in the crypts of Winterfell, and yeah. it's just – just throwing yeah. us a bone.
1: People that were freaking out about it, and myself included, tweeting doesn't look good. Uh, <laughs> that's not going to be in the show. This is just a a teaser, if um, you will, and it's kind of a fun way to connect what everybody knows is coming—the battle for Winterfell—and then just the fact that you're going to have all your favorite characters together, and mm-hmm. uh, that that gets me excited. Knowing that we're going to lose several of them, yeah, and we'll talk a little bit a little bit about that later on in the show. But knowing you're going to lose some, it's still just a great reminder that you're going to get Jamie and Bran reunion. You're going to get Jamie and John, two of maybe the best military minds and some of the best warriors mm-hmm. in the in the Seven Kingdoms or all of the world. Ooh, is the wait. Hound's
0: helmet in there? Maybe
1: I don't think I can't hound, recall. I, I don't re- recall the Hound's helmet. The Hound doesn't have his helmet anymore, does he? You're
0: right. I think he lost it. Yeah. Regardless, he's a all the good all the good guys we like are up there, good and bad. Um, but I will say that there is, uh, I, I think there is something. I think Tyler is really into this, too, uh, when she joined our show. The scene where Daenerys is in the house of, not, not the house of black and white. The, the house uh, of the undying? Yes, the house of the undying. You're the a vi- The vision that she has where she's in the throne room. Uh, in King's Landing, in the Red Keep, and just there's like snow, and everything looks dead. It's a very desolate looking. Tyler's pretty insistent that that is going to play a part in the show. And I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised um, with how much George R. Martin likes foreshadowing.
1: Well, well, there's Abe. That's I got. Hey, that that's what on you me. get for. That's, that is on me. Nah, there's some little girls out there. Abe quit. He's just. Flirting. She done.
0: He's just flirting, um, but I I wouldn't be surprised if that's involved. But I don't think it would tie anything into this teaser at all. Um, I I do think, however, the way they worded the tweet of the uh, the new uh, poster where it says the the war what, the war of the living and the dead was here. Yeah. Was in past tense. Interesting. Hmm.
1: I, yeah, I feel like that's not going to be like their official thing. They yeah. do have their official logo, which is uh, it looks like dragon, and it also kind of looks like the Iron Throne.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know how like every if you go back on HBO and you go back to watch other Ooh, seasons, yeah, each season like has a, like the graphic. Right. This is what that one's going to be, and it's going to be. Uh, so that
0: means Drogon is going to sit on the Iron Throne.
1: I think last season's was the Night King, mm-hmm. which because
0: um, that was his come up. It was a big big season no, for the Night got him, King. He
1: got himself a dragon.
0: Yeah. Man. When you get yourself a dragon, it's a pretty good day.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So, as we're getting closer, we previously did kind of a season-by-season recap. Obviously, we're not going to do that. But I will be kind enough and bump them up the podcast feed so that you all can go back and listen to them. Um, Next week's show will be a full-on frenzy kind of season 8 preview. What we think is going to happen, where things are going to go, our kind of theories – Into what's going down, Um, but today we're going to be joined by former Survivor champion Nick Wilson, Kentucky Nick. Uh, You know, just millionaire on this program, no big deal. He's got a Wikipedia page, kind of neat. He's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, a little bit about Survivor, some ties to Game of Thrones, and we're also got a couple uh, a couple little news bits that uh, I think are worthy of our time. And TJ, I think the big headliner here is the article that The Ringer did about George R.R. R. Martin's original story pitch.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was uh, a great read. If you have not checked it out, uh, I will retweet it. I got to find out who – or I'll tweet it out. Or, uh, yeah, I'll tweet yeah it. We'll, I'll, we'll get it. I'll in. tweet it out, but it's on The Ringer. You'll find it. Just Google Ringer George R.R. Martin's original story pitch. It's quite lengthy yeah it's a it's a long read well it's not really that long Nick it's just a free. lot we're of snippets from yeah, yeah we're slow yeah, readers yeah. let's just let's call it what Can, it is can't even read good alright do you want me to give you uh, so so those people that don't like reading like Nick and myself yes because remember Nick does audio I yes. actually read the books oh but Nick, okay. Nick, okay Nick has heard the books yeah. told to him by little creepy voices little creepy oh. I'm going to uh, I'll, I'll give you some of the quick hitters Can you here you
0: read them in the creepy voices mm-hmm. yes I'll, I'll, I will <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I, I will not do that to our uh, our, our loyal listeners. I will not be paying that much attention then. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) One night? (laughs) All right,
1: here we go. Uh, First, well, let me see where I... uh, This was in 1993. Yes. Think about that. Some of our listeners weren't even born then. You weren't even born then, maybe. Oh, suck it. I was 91. All right. You're right. I thought you were younger than me. A year? I'm 91.
0: September. Do you remember... The 30th night of September <laughs> Nick popped out of the womb and then he danced and he was singing a song oh, today boy. Oh. Oh, I'll stop singing. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I do like that song, though, but not anymore, unfortunately. All right, so this was back in 1993, and this was what he wrote to his agent, basically being like, you got to get this sold to some publishing companies. Here is, I think, uh, it, well, whatever it was, it was several pages. Broad strokes out. Uh, it was like 13 chapters, or at least touching on 13 chapters, whatever it was. All right, he made it clear that the five key figures in this, and he, he even said, in this story... People could be killed at any given time. We're going to have main characters that are going to die. We're going to have main characters that are going to live. And he says the five key players back to when he first started this. And use this maybe as a way to look at potential clues for the season eight if you want. Maybe some of this will come to fruition. Maybe none of it will. He has the right to change his mind over the course of 26 I'm sure years.
0: sure he's... Changes his mind plenty of times.
1: Yeah, so the, uh, the key players for him, he says his main characters, are Tyrion Lannister, Daenerys, and then Arya, Stark, Bran Stark, and Jon Snow. Okay. Those were his main characters. So what does this mean for Sansa and Jamie and Cersei? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, but those were who he says the story is truly about when he first pitches the, the idea of a song in Ice and Fire Game of Thrones. Again, That's why it was we gonna be it was gonna be three books. Yep. He was he talked about how long it was going to be, and he was like, "This is I got to do it right because it's going to be epic and it's going to be long." And each book was going to be a different story. The first one was going to be about the Starks and the Lannisters fighting, mm-hmm. and then the second one. And I'm not really clear if the timelines are all the same, right? But the first one's going to be about the Starks and the Lannisters. The second one was going to be about Daenerys coming over to Westeros, and boy, there's some wild changes there. <laughs> and then the third one was going to be about the what they called the unborn, uh, but it's now the White Walkers, clearly, and they w- they were born. They were born yeah. and they died, right? Uh, but the unborn is what what he was initially going to call them. That was going to be the third book, so that's a little bit of a change as well. Obviously,
0: uh, and it was a little bit more succinct. Um, but I guess now I know why we spent so much time in Bravos. Yeah, some two of, whole seasons.
1: Some of the general premises were the same. Uh, Rob goes down to King's, or not Rob, excuse me. Ned goes down to King's Landing, brings Sansa. Uh, but here, here we start to get in some of the changes. Sansa and Joffrey actually love each other. And they have, and, and, and Joffrey's not such a little bitch. Uh, they, 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 they they have, like, he is and he isn't. He has a kid, and then when shit hits the fan and Ned gets killed mm-hmm. and uh, you have the, and Arya runs away and whatnot, Sansa sides with the Lannisters because she has oh. a kid. She sides with her kid yeah. and kind of tells her fan the Starks, to get lost. Suck it. What George says he wants in in this initial script that he wrote to his agent was he wants all his main family members to have people that betray in their families, Mm, which is interesting because if you if the shows that there's some truth to that, and Mm -hmm. if it's not flat out betrayal, it's betrayal by justifications or at least selfish. I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh, it's interesting how that works. Uh, all right, so another uh, another difference in his original script here: Rob actually seriously injures Joffrey on the battlefield. Rob Stark.
0: <laughs> I can't even imagine Joffrey fighting. Yeah, I know. What so a nerd.
1: Rob. Uh, so Joffrey's not only fighting, but he's in the thick of things in this, which doesn't seem. You know, I, I would like to see how that would have been played out. Uh, and he he wins a lot of battles. He's very successful, but he's eventually killed. By Tyrion's troops and Jamie's troops when they kind of converge on one another. So basically he has, he takes on Tyrion's leading an army, which is <laughs> which is strange. He's yeah. leading an army and Jamie's leading an army. And that's how Rob dies. He dies in battle, and Tyrion goes to Winterfell and burns it. Oh. He he burns Winter Winterfell to the ground. Catelyn is there and Bran is there. Uh, I know where to Rickon, so I guess he's not part of the story. Mm-hmm. And Arya's there. They have to escape, and they know that Jon Snow and Benjen are at the Wall, so they run to escape to the Wall. in, in his initial In his initial plot, but Jon and Benjen, being Starks, uh, at least partially Starks, they are loyal to their to their vows. Well, I guess they're not Starks anymore. They're brothers of the Night Watch, and they say we can't we can't keep you here. Because then the Lannister army is going to come here, and we don't participate. In, yeah, we don't we don't participate in wars. So Catelyn and Arya and Bran go north of the Wall, where they're almost instantly captured by Mance Raider. <laughs> and they and they don't really make clear if like they're prisoners of Mance Raider or if they join them. Because all the letter says is that they between Arya's Needle and Bran's magic. He's more, Bran's like more of a wizard, it seems like. Like he can like yeah. make magic just do that and whatnot. Ba-ding. So, Ba-bing. exactly. More. It, no, not so much. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, so you don't know if they're like fighting with Mantra or what the deal is, but they basically say they hold their own with Arya's Needle, as I mentioned, and Bran's magic, and their vicious Dire Wolf. So I guess dire wolves are just tearing, tearing bitches up. Nick. I mean, they are going after. <laughs> they're ex-
0: they're extra extra. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like Cat- a lot of CG money pouring yeah. into that.
1: Unfortunately, Catelyn dies.
0: Oh no, not Catelyn! <laughs> oh no,
1: I can't believe they got rid of her. Catelyn dies. Oh, also I forgot to mention. After they're turned away from the wall. Uh huh. Hold on to your butts here, ladies oh, and gentlemen. I'm grabbed onto mine. So. Catelyn and Bran are pissed at Jon. I mean, steam level broccoli. They are steamed biscuits. They, they can't they are really really mad. And supposedly a big storyline is not like Catelyn's uh issues with Jon, it's Bran's issues with Jon. Like Ooh. they are going to have a big thing with one another. You know who's not pissed? Is Arya. And Arya isn't pissed because she loves Jon. Ooh. She wants to bone him.
0: So Stark incest, not Lannister incest.
1: Yeah, and she like instantly knows it's wrong, but she's like, I don't know what to do about it because I, I need I need some Jon Snow. <laughs> and, and and the ringer the ringer much eloquently uh, much more eloquently than myself points out that if you just replay in some of these stuff with George R. R R Martin in his initial script, if you play replace Arya with Daenerys, things make a little bit more sense. Uh, which is interesting, in term, mm-hmm. in, and I'll get to another one here in a second. Okay. So, anywho, uh, that's, so they're north of the Wall. Catelyn gets killed. We don't really hear too much. Uh, they're captured by Manta blah, blah, blah. Uh, all right, so Drago, let's go over to Essos real quick and yep. meet up with our girl, Nares. Drago is there. Yep. She gets sold to him, marry him to get the army. Viserys is there. Is that yep. right, Viserys? Yep. He's there, and... Drago kills him because he's a little bit too impatient. Pretty much business as usual. Big old twist right here. Daenerys gets revenge for her brother, kills Drago. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's a nice old twist. Am I boring you, Abe? I'm sorry about that. No, that
0: that was Bran and his magic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) another magic phrase. I like that. Uh, All right, so uh, she kills Drago, and then she's like, I got to leave because I'm going to get killed by his blood riders. So basically in the book, it's going to be kind of her – evading escape okay. from the blood riders and while escaping and going from like town to town and whatnot she finds dragon eggs they're not gifted to her oh that's she less finds cool them. Yeah, yeah it is less cool uh and she gets them and, and, and the then the stabbing the drago
0: shooting. that seems more targaryen you know on yeah. point but also viserys sucks
1: all right now he jumps back over to all right Abe, take it easy now he jumps back over to essos okay where Tyrion sees how Big of a little snot, Joffrey is, mm-hmm. and he's just not good. He just got hurt in battle. You're not a good king. He removes him from the throne. How? I don't know. I guess kills him.
0: Maybe. Yeah. I all think. Right, sure. I think
1: maybe it's kill him, uh, and Jaime takes over. Mm. And Jaime takes over by killing. There's supposedly more people in line. Oh, okay. Um, and he kills all those people. So eventually, so he. He's it's basically actually Cersei. His, it's actually his claim. But yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. it's very similar. It's a good point. It's very similar to Cersei. But along the way, he blames Tyrion for each of the deaths. <laughs> now, does Tyrion get jailed? I guess at some point he probably would. It's not yeah, mentioned. Yeah. But Tyrion's like, well, you know what? Screw this, and he leaves because getting out of dodge. Yeah, he doesn't want to. He don't wanna do that, and he goes back to the Starks because he needs. He wants the Starks' help to kill his brother to get his brother off the throne. But while he's doing that, guess what happens? What happens? Tyrion falls in love with Arya. Love triangle. Oh, no. He finds the Starks. They're not in Winterfell. I don't know where the hell they are. So he falls in love with Arya. Love triangle. Tyrion starts to hate Jon. Hates him. Just because he likes him and he knows that his girl likes... uh, Oh, so that's
0: that's happening this season then.
1: But again, replace Arya with With Daenerys. Daenerys. And Jon is boning her and Tyrion gave that little look. Yeah, that look at the door. So like... Basically, if, if and we have other reasons to believe this, but this included, it certainly seems like Tyrion's going to screw up. Like, can we all get on board with that, that Tyrion's going to be the one to portray Daenerys? I was
0: kind of thinking that the tag team of him and Varys, especially with that scene and... Now, there
1: won't be any tag team with Varys. Uh, that's fair. Varys. But
0: um, when they're on uh, Dragonstone and he's like, I pledge my allegiance to the realm, and he doesn't necessarily say it's Daenerys, I could see where... They are like, well, Daenerys, she just is, she's too crazy. This Targaryen, we got to get her out of here. Yeah, I I can see that. That that seems like a very plausible wild card scenario.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good point. All right, and then that's pretty much that's the storyline that he submits. Mm-hmm. But there's one part that was when when this was released, they they did not let it out, and they said this is going to be the end of book two, but they took out what it was because they said it was like too big, it would ruin the show, or it's too big of a moment. And the ringer brings up the fact that when what's their name? Uh who's the writers that always do the cool ones? The two oh, names.
0: Benoff and Weiss? Yes, Benoff yep.
1: and Weis. They they when they were talking to George R. Martin a few years ago, being like, all right, we gotta tie up the storyline. How do you want this to end? We're gonna try to make it that way, maybe a few little changes along the way, but what's your end goal here? He told them, and he and and, and these writers relayed this to reporters, and said that there were in the story three Holy shit moments. Three holy sure. shit moments. Do you think you could... Like, not... And don't think holy shit in terms of, like, oh my gosh, this person's now in charge. Think holy shit in, like, either, whoa, this person did that, or, whoa, this storyline was revealed to us. Those are your two hints.
0: Um, I feel like it can't be just straight-up people dying. Um, it's
1: one person dying for one of them, but it's not probably it's not a significant character it's more of the matter
0: um man hmm.
1: all right i'll tell you okay uh, just, guess what, i'm, guess I'm a, you, tra- you, you could have made, right, made a guess all right thinking big red Coward. wedding that's going to be one of my Coward. guesses
0: was that one of the big moments no um dragons in westeros big moment holy shit moment
1: uh that's a better guess uh, it, no but wrong all the same.
0: Okay. Um, third one, uh, Jon Snow coming back to life.
1: That's a good guess. No. Okay, All right. Those so are, those would be my. There are three reason. holy shit moments when they were talking with George or Martin, when Stannis burns his daughter. Oh yeah. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean that, yeah
0: yeah. I forgot how much that sucked too, but it just makes me hate your manis more.
1: I, I think this one was a little. Uh, this one was more of a stretch, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But when you find the story behind Hordor... And how he got his name. You know, I I don't think that's like, like that is like yeah. a oh, 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 man, oh. I don't think that's so much a bullshit well, moment, but that's what they said. It,
0: there's a lot to unpack in that one, and it reveals a lot about the story, kind of like R plus L equals J. That would have been another good guess, it is like, oh uh, my gosh, yeah, John's, I John's you know, mom. I, I agree with that too. Yeah.
1: That should have been on there as well. Yeah. Uh, and also in the original scripts, they do discuss like John finds out who his parents are and stuff like that. So that part is in there. Uh, but, anyways, the, the so Hordor, Stannis, and his daughter but then the other one they they don't say and they and and we think it's because something that's going to happen in season eight but another holy shit moment along those lines along those two lines which again doesn't mean like it's going to you know it's going to be a betrayal I'm pretty confident in that that I think like the third one's going to be a betrayal and I almost think it's going to be like one of the biggest ones you could think of otherwise I mean it's the grand finale it's the Mm -hmm. final one so I would think it'd be Tyrion, Daenerys, Maybe it's Jamie Cersei, but that one seems a little bit too predictable.
0: Too on the nose. Could
1: be Jon Daenerys too, because that would be like the ultimate Jon killing her to save the realm in some sort of capacity. Who knows what that would be? Yeah, that could be another one, but it's got to be something absolutely huge because they're saving it for the last one, and it right. may be one of the last episode, one of the last things to happen, in, in one of the last episodes.
0: Oh man, man, yeah, I'm I, excited about it. Yeah, I think. The Tyrion one—it probably doesn't have the longest legs, but it has some—the most legs.
1: How long are we talking there? I was trying to make a dwarf joke. That's bad. Yeah, go on.
0: Yeah, it was, it was, but jerk from a like he has the Tyrion. If there's one thing he's always been good at, it's having the vision for what's best for the realm, uh, even if it means he's got to go defend the city with an axe by himself and lead the army out there because joffrey's too scared to do it he he always has been willing to do whatever's best and i think even though it might be the worst kind of betrayal it might be what's best for the realm and he might be willing to die for it um because uh, you know i feel like there's a certain point where he said many times where he's like, What am I even good for? And that might be what he's good for is doing something necessary that nobody else wants to do but is for the good of the realm.
1: Sounds good to me, Nick. Yeah. I was
0: wondering who's gonna be that betrayed person and I don't want it to be Tyrion though, because he's so likable that you don't want to you don't want him to take out one of the characters that you love. You know? Damned if you do, damn it if you don't.
1: Tyrion though, like while his intentions pure, he doesn't get a ton of stuff right.
0: Um, we got Blackwater right.
1: He did get Blackwater right. He was, but he, but, he knew that
0: Bronn was going to get him out of the Erie. But he would have,
1: but he, you know, he, why he got it right, he wasn't right enough to stop himself from getting murdered. He's well, lucky that he's Pod alive, was there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. He didn't have a good Jamie bailed him out of the whole trial by combat thing. Yeah. Yeah, he really battled him out. You know, he got caught
1: a few times in that stuff, but he was, thanks to Braun, he was able to get out of that one. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, actually, you know, again, I'm going to use that actually in my favor there. If Braun loses, then he's dead right there in the spot, and and the story doesn't even progress further than that. He got outplayed by Littlefinger. Yeah, Tyrion is wrong almost all the time.
0: Hmm. Man, now my brain is really just. Can you see the hamster wheels? Just. Trying to run back there. I never they're, see those They're moving uh, slowly, very slowly right now, because my brain's kind of pretzel-y.
1: I do radio with you for two hours every morning. I don't see anything moving. Oh, suck it, TJ. Hey, uh, I've also got another, like, thing that I've been thinking on. I, I think we're going to get... I think we're going to see a dead, stark zombie brought to life. I know I've talked about that, and we've agreed that there's got to be some sort of rule in terms of, like, a time frame of Ooh. when the Night King can raise some dead people. Dead Hodor. But, like... I think there's got to be somebody in the crypts. Maybe it's like Liana or something like that. I feel like there's got to be some sort of Game of Thrones, somewhat ooh like gross moment, and mm-hmm. also like no, they did not. Like not one of the maybe it would be one of the holy just shit Ned's moments, bones. but like well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just Ned's like decap. But also I think the rotting part of that maybe would change something. But may or maybe we'll just get some like rattling in their like in their. Mm tombs where they can't get out. Maybe that's we'll get right. some rattling or something like oh, that. Oh, that'd be cool. I feel like they've got to have something creepy like that.
0: Yeah, like a spooky moment. Because yeah. especially when they show Arya running in the trailer, then you do have a, it, it has a very spooky feel to it. Um, I, I do think there's one element to the show too that could also give us clues to it. And that's that there's also some historical kind of significance to everything behind this. Um, that's, if you look at any of these any uh, fictitious war biopics, there's always some root in history that they loosely base it off of. And one historian um, spoke to Vice, and Michael Livingston, he is a professor at the Citadel College in Charleston, South Carolina. You ever been to Citadel? I have not. It's pretty cool. It's like a military college. I read My Losing Season to.
1: by Pat Conroy, and that's about the Citadel. Great, hmm. great book. Man, you
0: do a lot of reading, DJ. I wish I could grow up to be you.
1: Keep, you, keep dreaming, kiddo.
0: By the way, are you – so are you keeping the hair-beard combo thing?
1: I, I, damn, if I didn't fall in love with the Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, the beard's going to go eventually. Honestly, I want the beard to go now, but – uh, it's getting I'm, warmer, and, and I'm, you know – And it, I'm all right with the beard, but it, it's probably time for it to go. It, it's just so damn fluffy on the sides of it. But now I'm almost like, can I just make it to my Game of Thrones party? Because I can put a, a, a pillow in my – in my cape. Or oh, my, yes. I, you know, I can, like, really be Robert. Yeah. With, like, a tiny little bit of it, – it, it really won't even be all that fabricated. Just a tiny little bit of weight gain, uh, a pillow in the stomach. You need, like, some wine spilled on you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll probably get drunk enough where, like, some it won't – Some prostitutes? I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be nice. We'll <laughs> see, see if the U of o basketball team can loan a few. Oh, okay. We'll do Zing.
0: that. Um, but I did – before I got distracted by your walks, I wanted to bring up this – this comparative kind of analysis not even analysis if you will but Michael Livingston's like George R. R. Martin is imitating the War of the Roses at least at the start of the show so the War of the Roses it was the English Civil Wars from 1455 to 1487 and it essentially evolved uh, a couple of kings changing power houses mixing around and marrying in to make things happen so I I will try to briefly just go through the characters and their comparisons. So, Henry VI was the king to start off. He was referred to as the Mad King. That's a little on the nose. Um, He was later removed by Edward IV of House of York, a.k.a. Robert Baratheon, followed by Edward V for a short period of time richard the third famously known for being deformed in the body and spirit uh he was up next so and he was ended up defeating by another henry who came over the sea with an army and so essentially there's these kind of uh, to to get into all of them it can be a little bit difficult but there's characters that kind of match up with all these personas
1: when were the dragons
0: Cannons is actually cannonballs, uh, were the what the other historian referred to because it changed warfare in that you couldn't just sit behind your castles anymore because a ca- cannon could actually blow through them. So, aha, you thought you got me, didn't you?
1: Well, cannons are not dr- th- those aren't dragons, no,
0: no, they aren't. Dragons have but, wings, but cannons can is like, is that brand again making magic noises? No, or... that was a dragon. Oh, dragon, yeah. okay. Or Abe the mascot. Abe the mascot. Um But and, and then there's also like little mistresses involved in all of this stuff. There's a Tom and Baratheon comparison in here. Um I'm gonna Somebody just, jumps out a window? No, but he was a boy king who didn't last long because he was frail
1: and ill. And his wife was blown up and sept. Yes. It's exactly what happened. Nice.
0: Um but I mean not yeah, nice. Fr- the winner in this was Henry the Seventh, which means that the Targaryen survived, and that would be either Daenerys or Jon Snow. And I think in, in in most people's mind that'd be the logical turn of events. But if if George R R Martin doesn't want to go with big twists, he sticks it with the same people, and it basically is just one big civil war over thirty five years. Because that's what it is at this point. We've got Robert's Rebellion. You've got the Battle of the Five Kings. Uh, Rebellion. There's a lot of different ones that would make up one big war, and that I think does make the War of the Roses a comparative kind of historical reference point.
1: I like it. I thought I read somewhere that, like, from the historical standpoint, based on who like George has kind of stole not stolen you know stolen from history and he admits to stealing from history mm-hmm. that like Sansa was going to be the winner sansa Did i just make that up
0: um so they actually there's a person who is uh <laughs> there, there's a person who actually like consults for the show that they talk to and she had to be very like okay i can't really say anything she's in an, uh, kelly DeVries is an american historian specializing in warfare that like actually consults with the show and I don't think they brought up Sansa in here. Let me, let me just do a quick control. I just
1: Googled off. one. Um, they said that Sansa is, is Elizabeth of York.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, but that's the whole, that that's the war right there in between the two. And it, it did those things. I hate the websites where you click on it and it just scrolls seamlessly from one to the next. And it's just annoying. Like stay in the same article, but regardless, I, I I think that will tell us a little bit about what's ending, but, um, TJ, this has been uh, this has been a pretty good talk. I haven't. I've got a week to rewatch all of the good ones.
1: Yeah, you're. You don't. You need to apologize to our listeners. You're not watching all of them. You're watching the good ones.
0: Okay, so I skipped the the worst season five. So, so I didn't have
1: time. No to. No pain, no game. All
0: right. In 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 all honesty, what happened is it's I not so country. As soon as we uh, as soon as we finished with. Our Game of Thrones trivia I went to a buddy's house in Lexington day and he was watching the episode where uh, Cersei does her walk of shame I was like oh well I'll just pick back up from here <laughs> whatever um, <laughs> but I, I would like to say too a big I'm thank you I'm just gonna to...
1: restart from the Massendai Grey Worm scene. <laughs> <laughs>
0: a big thank you to everybody who came out to Game of Thrones trivia that was nuts in a good way that was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun um, I'm I kind of was tempted to read some of the questions here, but nobody's
1: answering. What do you mean nobody's answering? Ant- oh, just because you're reading them to nobody? Yeah, yeah. And plus, we've gone pretty long today.
0: Yeah, we have gone pretty long. Um, so, like what
1: are we? Have, have we talked about? Do we have like a retirement plan here? What are we going to do when this is over? Lose our minds. We are going to do one for the next Game of Thrones whenever that comes out, right? Like we have to keep it going. Yeah, yeah, we have to. Even we if it to. ends up sucking, then we'll have fun. sucking you know? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make
0: fun of it. Yeah. It'll be a good time, regardless. Um, I do think we are going to do another trivia, though, once the show's over. So yep. that'll be our rebound. That'll be our, our quick <laughs> get back. All right. It's okay. Breathe into the paper bag. You're fine. You're fine.
1: Um, I mean, I want it to be here so badly, but I don't want it to end, you know? It's going to be such a weird feeling. It's better to have loved and lost than never loved at all.
0: And we are going to be back to loving soon. Um, before we end the show, we got to talk to uh, Kentucky Nick. And we will – it's going to be fun. All right, trust us. We're going to be back here next week. We're going to be having a good time. We're going to make sure that you're properly prepared for season eight of Game of Thrones. Now, let's talk to Kentucky Nick Wilson. Now Kentucky Thrones Radio is happy to be joined by none other than Survivor champion Nick Wilson. Nick Wilson, welcome to the program. How are you doing today, sir?
2: Oh, I'm doing so good. Thank you, Ralph.
0: Man, it's, it's good to have you on. I know you're obviously a big Survivor fan, and... The new season's pretty wild, but you're also a pretty big Game of Thrones fan.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. I've obviously watched the show, really back when, you know, I guess a few years ago. Now the show's passed up the books, obviously, but uh, actually, even after reading the books, what has been the most beneficial to me as I just binged the whole series, like in the last, I don't know, I'd say six weeks or so, and uh, yeah, like. It, binging it and uh, I mean it just helps you keep up with everything and also if you've I don't know if you guys read the books or not but I mean the show kind of defers at points and so sometimes being a book reader almost
0: confuses me more than it helps so yeah just the recent binge has been money what have you, what have you caught? Because I'm I will freely admit that I've been a bad uh, Game of Thrones podcast hoster um, because I've I let basketball get in the way of my binge watching. Um, so I'm kind of stuck. Jon Snow just came back to life. So uh, spoiler alert. Um, but what, <laughs> what, were there any like little things when you went back and watched where you were like, oh okay, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> well.
2: I mean, the amount of foreshadowing, I think,
0: you don't see the first time, obviously,
2: if you don't know what happens, but it's its so sad, like, Ned interacting with John, and how he's like, the next time we see each other, I'll tell you who your mom is, and and uh, I think there's just some foreshadowing, at least while Ned's alive, about how John is obviously not a bastard, like, and he's, you know, like, Ned would not do that, and so, I, I mean, that was interesting seeing their dynamic, and and knowing who Jon is, and watching those early days, I mean, it's just it, it's it's crazy. Once you know that he's like a Targaryen, like the king, I mean, that's that's one thing that was pretty fun on on the watch through. Uh, I one thing I I, I guess I just had different like favorite characters. Um, I mean, like the first time through, Daenerys was just like such a boss. I mean, she was the, the god favorite. Yeah. yeah, like she's a goddess. And then like on the second time, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Her story was kind of uh, like, I don't know, kind of repetitive or, or something. And and it seemed like she wasn't my favorite the second time through. I don't I don't know why. But then, I mean, I just appreciate Sam and Braun so much more this time. <laughs> 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 Braun is Braun is awesome.
1: How are, and Nick Roush? How are we going to have Survivor Nick on the show and not ask him the most obvious question that we possibly could?
0: Uh, when N- are we Nick- getting a million dollars? Well, that, obviously. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so
1: we had him on radio, and he said he was going to give us a cut. Not yeah, yet, though. Yeah, uh, not I, yeah. guess I guess it's in the mail. No, but would Survivor Nick survive in, in Ooh, Westeros? Yes. Would you survive oh, wow. the Game of Thrones?
2: Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you something I noticed on the rewatch that I didn't notice first time through. Oh, uh, uh, Littlefinger would be the greatest survivor player ever. I agree. I <laughs> yeah. agree. I was thinking the yeah. same thing. He is so he is so like sneaky, meticulous, like so well thought out, and, and and so smart and intelligent. And I didn't realize until watching it back through, the only way he ever got caught is because Bran became a green seer <laughs> and so Bran could like go back in time and see you know him actually putting a knife to Ned's uh, throat. Like, he actually saw these things because he can time travel. So that that's just like... It's a cheat code. Yeah, it's a cheat code. I mean, it's a cheat code. It would be like trying to play Survivor against the producers or people that are in on every single interview <laughs> or like watching the show on TV or something. So uh, yeah, Littlefinger would be crazy.
1: That is um, actually a flaw that some big time Game of Thrones fans have is that... There's no evidence against Littlefinger. everything that they say, you're going with a what is supposed to be like a 12 year old cripple boy. In his word that he can see the future and the past and everything in between, I feel like a a, a normal house or a judge and jury of all those different houses would all collectively agree. They'd be like, uh, I don't okay. know about this guy. Uh, maybe we don't just kill him on the spot. And yeah, we put him in jail and we'll have actually actually a proper trial here. I uh, no, but they just take his word and they kill him instantly. You're right. That Littlefinger would be an amazing survivor player.
2: Well, they were also like catching him in the act of. Trying to turn Sansa and Arya against each other. Mm-hmm. Like if he was, if he wasn't doing that at that moment, I, I mean, maybe he could have still got away with it. But that's going too far, anyways. Like I don't get his. I mean, I guess his ultimate goal is to actually sit on the Iron Throne. Which mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you, pretty off to you go know, Yeah, like you created your own house. Like he should, he should be. You know, he should have been satisfied.
0: No, I, I completely agree. Now, I, I don't want to. Get into the weeds with Survivor, but it was on last night, and it's a great yeah. show. And I'm glad that you got me hooked on it. I just want to know your thoughts on just the whole Edge of Extinction thing. Having basically a second chance—that is quite a wild twist in the game.
2: Yeah, uh, it. The season.
0: I mean, the season started a little slow.
2: It's getting. It's getting better. I agree. Uh, I thought last night's episode was really good. Um,
1: your all season was so much more entertaining from a viewer standpoint. Oh my standpoint. god, I know
2: it's honestly it's unfair for any season to be after ours because it really was like
1: that is It, that is also it was one true. of the
2: best seasons ever yeah
1: maybe that is it maybe the season really isn't that bad but your old seasons was so great from start to finish with every it really was almost like a lot of people obviously think it's fake I know one person that would disagree with that and we have them here on the podcast <laughs> today but there are people that yeah. think it's like scripted because the drama is so good in most seasons that last season was so amazing that if somebody was like, "Yeah, you know what? Some of that we did script," I would almost believe it because that's how that's how uh, electric it was. Every single elimination or tribal council, there was something up something somebody's crazy. sleeve. Yeah, yeah, and then sometimes there was something up three people's sleeves, and then it all collided. It was amazing. This season, not not so much. At least not the, to this point, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, it it worked out perfect, and and I mean, last night there was a blindside. Oh, and somebody passed out. Side. Yeah, that was that was
1: pretty cool. Under, <laughs> somebody feel, passed out on like the challenge. I feel like the underrated part was like her being like, "I am passing out. I'm yeah. Dying, I'm going down," and then her but getting like, up and not remembering that. That would be. Terrifying. I mean, what? But
2: like, what can they do in that situation? I mean, they can't force her to get off and lose the challenge. Uh, they can't. I mean, they can't pause the challenge for somebody. That would be unfair to everybody else. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, she was calling it, but uh, I mean, I guess it was up to her to. Yeah get down or not and she decided to stay up there so she ended up passing out
1: that that was pretty crazy man i mean (laughs) do you have any almost near pass out moments
2: no i didn't
1: alec almost passed
2: out in that one challenge where he was uh like going for like six hours with christian oh gosh Uh, that was wild after that that challenge was over he like he said he blacked out he didn't remember stepping down he like went into the water and and uh was like had to cool off like in the ocean there they took medical down to the beach. The cameras were there.
1: I you know, I was surprised they didn't
2: air any of it at all.
1: He was probably just embarrassed he got beaten by somebody that's like 10 years older than him. <laughs> Man, yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. little old pipsqueak. I, yeah.
2: I mean, he was – it was like the lights were on, but nobody's home. I mean, he looked – you could look in his eyes and just – there was something going on.
1: Well, who do you but, think's in a good position to win this season? Who do I think could win? Yeah. I, I thought the whole season that either Lauren or
2: Kelly would win, but – now I'm not so sure. Uh, so you asked me about the edge of extinction twist. Yeah. Um, I think one, uh, like, uh, one thing that's going to come out of that twist is that you have, if somebody gets back into the game, mm-hmm. you have somebody who could potentially make the final three with uh, with a jury who they've been living with.
0: That's that's weird. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it does yeah. have a weird, like, you're not just completely estranged from them. You're also could be playing with them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, like, wow. say, so for instance, if Joe got back in and, and won the final immune challenge or whatever and, and made it to the final three, then his jury he's been living with this whole time, like, it's not in the game context, but as friends almost. So, I wouldn't be surprised if this year somebody wins that got maybe even got voted out early or, or, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody
1: got voted out and comes back and
2: win in, in this like the way they have the game set up that's with island of extinction.
1: A really interesting point because that that is an almost an unfair advantage for what is being considered a disadvantage. If you were in the game and somebody came back from the edge of extinction, do you think that would be on your mind that like, oh, wait, he's getting – or she or he's getting to to, to mingle to with, the, with the jury. Yeah, yeah, And here we are still playing the game, not having those interactions. Do you think that – and, again, I know that you, you probably don't think all that straight out there being out there and on the food supply that you're on. Do you think you'd be able to realize that in the moment and be like, we got to get this dude back out because he's got an unfair advantage, she's got an unfair advantage? They're
2: just up on the top. Yeah, I mean, it's something you would take into account. Um, You know, the jury thinks of everything.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. It's all all good, Nick. It's a nice, beautiful Uh, day. I know there's there's plenty of things you'd rather be doing than hanging out with us. Um, I I
2: mean, the, the jury, I think, would take into account if they won, if they lost the game and then come back in, As a jury member, I would say, well, does he deserve to win the game because he got voted out? But at the same time, I mean, me versus Mike, and there's there's tons of examples all throughout the history of Survivor. You see, like, somebody who played really well versus somebody that people like more. So, I mean, some people might decide to not vote for that person to win because they lost the game. But honestly, on the jury, a lot of people just say, oh, well, I like Nick. Um, so I'm going to vote for him. (laughs) And, and despite the game you play and all the talk of resumes and this and that, a lot of times it just comes down to who do you like.
0: Understandable. Well, Nick, I know we got you on here to talk about game of Thrones, so we'll get back to that game. I'm going to get you some quick hitters. All right. Okay. So first up favorite character.
2: Oh, that's hard. Um, okay. Uh, John is up there for sure.
0: Of course. Naturally. Yeah, like the edge of extinction comes back to life. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Did Survivor copy Game of Thrones? I think that's exactly what happened. I think <laughs> yeah, that's, I think uh, that's so. exactly what
0: happened.
2: I'm trying to think, man. I'm really getting, I'm really digging the minor characters.
0: So, like I, your bronze and whatnot.
2: Yeah, Bron, the Hound. Um, uh, I like Jamie a lot this time around.
0: We're big Jamie guys because Jamie's yeah. the ultimate redemption story.
2: Yeah, for sure. I like Jamie. It's so funny. Like, first time through and through the books, I was like Daenerys, ride or die. She was instant favorite no matter what. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I guess she's still good. But I'd say now maybe my favorite's Sean. All right. All right. Uh,
0: Favorite episode?
2: Oh, uh, I remember season three, episode four was awesome. I tweeted about it. Uh, Let's see what happened. I know
0: Daenerys did something
2: really awesome. That was when she Er
0: set fire to the slavers, I think. Does that sound right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, season
2: 4 episode 3 I think it was. Yeah. And then the
0: season 6 finale is just
2: unbelievable.
0: Is that the blowing up of the Sept? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome.
2: That and then
0: like everything else that was with the The Light of the Seven is still just it's oh, it's, yeah. it's a great like background work thing. Like when so I, I don't oh, like yeah. to have lyrics to songs when I'm working, but it kind of creeps me out at certain points. And I it's a shame they don't have an explosion though. Like mixed in there to like really oh, yeah. set the scene in there.
1: I feel like I would get too hyped to do work listening to that. But song. that's what it
0: is. I need a little juice, you know. You get a little tired during the days blogging, you know, blog life. Um favorite fight. Is there a favorite fight from the show? Uh Favorite fight. Let's see.
2: God, I hope the hound and his brother fight. That'd be awesome. Local game bowl action. Yeah. Yeah, the red viper in the in the mm-hmm. mountain will be
0: Ooh, that's DJ's favorite whenever yeah. he screams not,
1: not true I don't like that. I don't like that I don't like that survivor name. I,
2: lo- I love Barriston. <laughs> I wish yeah. he got some really sweet fights um yeah.
0: the an underrated fight um that I watched the other day is uh the sword of the morning Arthur Dane versus Ned Stark and uh his cronies yeah yeah I'll just oh yeah that cronies. would be awesome that one's pretty sweet too
1: um,
2: I'm trying to think the Nick, who, who,
1: who, who do you think is the best-looking girl and the best-looking guy on the show? There we go. Yeah, really
2: put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, <Miss Andi? laughs> there we go. Yeah. 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 Good call. Man. Good call. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Uh,
0: and you know what? Grey Worm, that's not a whole lot of competition there. Yeah. You- yeah, it sucks. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The guys? I wish my fiance was here. That's uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got engaged since
1: you yeah, on the show. Yeah,
2: engaged. B- yeah.
0: Big – it's been a pretty big few months for you, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, it has been. It's You're been right. crazy. Not a right. right. bad here. year. Not a bad I'll, year I'll, at all.
1: I'll say King Robert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you yeah. know
1: what? Uh, a lot of people tell me I look like King Robert. So I'm <laughs> all right. There you that. Go. Uh, no, uh, do you know you have your own Wikipedia page?
0: holy uh, what yeah, i stumbled upon it like a week ago actually that's <laughs> yeah. awesome and now I, find, th- I was like oh i should
2: google myself <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah then i was like holy crap i got a wikipedia
1: you got a wikipedia page now you can add being on kentucky thrones radio to it man oh it yeah let's go gra-
0: set a link that's awesome that is awesome oh yeah all right well nick before we let you go this is something we've asked every one of our guests throughout this time we want to know who do you think will end up on the Iron Throne? And I think you'll have the best answer because I believe you just finished your rewatch What last night. So you're, yeah, you're, you're yeah, fresh yeah. on this. So how yeah. do you think the show will end?
2: Oh, God. Dude, the dragon, seeing that dragon, the White Walker dragon was insane. Oh, my gosh. I almost forgot about that. I'm like, <laughs> that is so huge. So I, Okay, so here's the people that are safe and that cannot die, in my opinion. John, Daenerys, Tyrion, Bran, and Arya. I think those are the five safe people. And so, I mean, the only ones that's going to sit on the throne out of those are either Daenerys or John. And I think it just comes up to how what do they do once they figure out that she's his uncle and, you know, John really has the right claim to the throne. I, I would say that Daenerys ends up on it and... Who knows? Maybe they can just be like king and queen. But I I think they'll both live. Who is actually like, you know, who is actually the king or queen? I don't know, but...
0: Mm. Ah, who knows this, <laughs> but
2: it'll be them Targaryens will rule again in my opinion
0: all right Targaryens are officially back Nick <laughs> back. Wilson said it here first on Kentucky oh, yeah. Thrones radio um I, I'm still trying to figure out because I, I think they got to kill off one more big dog I, and I haven't figured out who I've got another week to really yeah. pin it down but I could just be Jamie or Jamie ends up killing could off somebody big, or Sansa
2: yeah Jamie or Sansa I think could go
0: Oh. Uh, well, it's it's going to be exciting. Now, do you will you have like yeah. a certain ritual for how you watch the show? Do you do it? Oh, man, way? just as
2: soon as it is. The minute it's on, I try. <laughs> I pull up HBO Go
1: and try to go there. Well, no watch party just just you and the no fiance. not usually oh oh, for
2: the premiere we're going to have a bottle of Game of Thrones wine because we got a bottle of Game of Thrones oh, wine nice nice, nice.
0: man yeah. we've come a long way since watching at uh, 460 Hilltop it's been a while
2: right? yeah yeah well it was a gift it was a gift <laughs> so we're like okay I know what we're saving this for
0: smart man smart
1: man well that'll be fun
0: that will be a lot of fun Nick we appreciate you joining us go enjoy your time on the links in this beautiful oh, weather yeah. and we oh, will yeah. we will be talking to you sometime soon I'm sure
2: Okay, sounds good. All right, thanks, thanks, buddy. See you.